Hey besties, welcome back to another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast, a space where we chat about moments when life isn't. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so passionate about peeling back that veil our society has constructed around perfectionism online. When starting my own personal platform on Instagram, I realized that I was getting caught in the inauthentic hustle, and it was severely affecting my mental health, mostly because I was comparing my behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel. Throughout my life, I've come to own that my setbacks were actually just set ups for something better. I found a way to step into my true potential, and the goal is to amplify other voices who have done the same so that someone out there feels seen and that much less alone. I cannot wait to get into this important conversation with our next guest. So let's get started. Hey besties, happy holidays. I hope, (laughs) hi Bailey. My dog just came in here and demanded some pets. We're gonna roll with it. I hope you guys had a great holiday season. It has been a busy one for me. Whichever holiday you've celebrated, I hope that you got some moments of rest and relaxation. I, for one, am going into the new year prioritizing self-love, self-acceptance, and self-confidence. Which brings me to our next guest, Raven. Raven Scott is a survivor of an abusive relationship with a narcissist. From people pleaser to kick-ass author, podcaster, and mentor, and even a certified meditation teacher, she is providing men and women who are feeling lost and alone in their journey a community to transform. Our conversation today is incredible and one that I think everyone should take a moment to listen to. Raven drops some incredible knowledge about self-esteem and how to connect with your inner child to help drive you towards successful moments in life. That conversation is next. Oh my goodness, everyone. I am so excited for you all to meet our next guest. She is incredible and doing some pretty powerful things in the world that I know we are all going to be excited to learn about. I would like to introduce you to Raven. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for coming on the show and giving us an insight at what you are doing with the world right now. Um, I would love to give you an opportunity just to introduce yourself and let us know what you've been up to and what got you to where you are now. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that could be a long, long conversation. (laughs) It's a loaded question. But what I'm really working on now is um, sharing my book that I've written and published, Empath and the Narcissist. It's a healing guide for people pleasers. So it's a little bit of memoir of how I got to where I am now. So um, being in a relationship with um, a narcissist, just falling in love with that person at the same time having completely low self-worth. So therefore, that's how I kind of fell into the traps of thinking that I deserve to kind of go through the heartbreak cycles, right? Just allowing him to continue to um, be emotionally abusive, to um, just treat me like crap. And so my mission is to empower women um, that that's not how your reality needs to be. And in the book, there's a whole bunch of meditations and practices and journal exercises that have helped me heal and become the empowered woman that I am now today, completely reversing my narrative in my own head of my self-worth 
And so that's just really what I'm working on. I'm always constantly talking about that on my Instagram, um, doing uh, also on my podcast, The Thriving Intuitive, and yeah, just perpetually sharing and sharing reels however I can, however I can educate and empower. Wow, that is incredible. Thank you so much for sharing just a snippet of your story. When you approached to come on to the show, I was like, oh, this is something that I feel a lot of women and even men have gone through in their life and they might not realize what exactly that relationship is until you say it out loud or read it in your book that you're talking about. Um, yeah. How, at what point in your life did this realization and this enlightenment to how your relationship was, how did that happen? Yeah, it happened around my Saturn return. Ah. Um, I didn't realize it. I wasn't into astrology then. Now that I know it, I'm like, oh, makes perfect sense. I woke <laughs> up, Saturn was kicked me in the butt and said, why are you still here? <laughs> and I realized that I don't want to be treated this way anymore. I want to have a family. He didn't want to have a family. And it just was like, if it wasn't abusive, I think we still would have parted our separate ways. But because it was so toxic and there was so much codependency, I just had to leave. Mm. I just had to cut ties. I had to sign a lease to make sure I left because it took me seven different other tries to leave um, after, you know, arguments of him not listening and treating me like crap and me trying to tell him he was treating me like crap and he would say, no, I'm not mm. and <laughs> have all of the, you know, the arguments would go on. So I had, I had to sign a lease to hold myself accountable. And that was a Saturn kicking me in the butt. Like, you can't just like go out and just stay with a friend for a night or two. You have to commit to yourself to leave. Mm. And it was a really, really dark night actually that I realized I needed to leave. Um, we had an argument again. I went to our, our bedroom alone and I just, the lights were on. I sat down on the bed and I was like, this is just so unhealthy. Like I have mm. to get out of here. And then I saw like this hovering gray mist cloud, like, pushing me down. And then I was really like, I really need to get out of here. And that's where my epiphany came into like my reality that I needed to just remove myself. And I still mm -hmm. didn't 100% let go of the person and the relationship. I really, truly wanted to like go to therapy with this person. We got married. So I was married. Okay. I'm very much like uh, when I'm with someone, I'm committed 110%. And so I left and I was like, well, I just need a safe place for us to work on a relationship for it to get better. <laughs> mm, and mm -hmm. that wasn't in the cards. He didn't want that. He wanted to hurt me. So he tried to cheat on me like that, like that week or whatever, like when we were having the major argument mm. and he went down to my sister, actually, he tried to cheat on me with my sister. And then she told me, I was like, okay, well, divorce papers are drawn. Like that's my Here final go. straw. No wow. therapy. Yeah. And so that all just kind of, the universe just kept handing me huge, like big signs of doors mm -hmm. opening this way, doors opening that way. That's your oh past. My goodness. Wow. Yeah. I actually read something the other day where it said, if you're looking for a sign, that's sign enough. Wow. What yeah. a journey. And again, thank you for sharing. and. You talk a lot in the things that you share about self-esteem, and mm -hmm. I can imagine that that is something that a lot of women, even men, struggle with, especially in the age of social media right now, is building that self-esteem and 
having it be true because I think there can be like a mask of self-esteem that you appear confident and have great self-esteem, yeah. but it might not be 100%. So will you give us insight on how we can establish our own self-esteem? Mm, that's a really good question. One of my favorite topics because I still am working on this. I'm not, uh, you know, 100% like fully confident, but I'm definitely 90% way better than I was <laughs> back then. And what I've done is I've really worked on myself my inner work, and becoming that safe person for my inner child. Mm. There, um, I got certified as a meditation teacher because I loved how impactful it was for the healing journey of myself to just have it, like just to be able to share with people like, hey, I have the certification, not that it means much, but you could have no certification and still share with people how powerful meditation is. Mm -hmm. And so that heal that part of the process, really, especially the inner child meditation. If anyone's heard of that or hasn't heard of it, you get to drop all of the baggage. You get to visualize each piece like a brick in this guided meditation that I've created and you just get to surrender it, like just drop it. It's mm. not yours anymore, right? We carry so much baggage from our childhood expectations. Let's say it's even as you raised with a certain ideology or religion or society is expecting you to act a certain way. And all of those things can be really heavy on yourself. And it puts all of these different shields up for you to really allow yourself to shine your unique brightness that you are because we all have a unique blueprint. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our conditioning and sometimes our childhood and society and it's especially depending on what race you are, even, you know, cultures, genders, race, all of that puts up all these different walls that you have to be this way to fit in or you have to do this. And so in this meditation, it's really helped me build my self-worth because I've been able to drop all of that. I've been able to mm. drop all the guilt and the shame and the expectations. And then you get to just spend time with yourself, your inner child, let's say like around six, seven years old in this magical garden and you just get to have fun. You get to discover butterflies and fairies and you're in this beautiful garden with a stream in this meditation and you just get to ask yourself, what do you need and what do you need to tell me? And mm. the more you spend time with yourself like that, you build trust within yourself and you start to build confidence and you start to build that relationship that, you know what, it doesn't matter if Anyone outside of me, right? All the external doesn't matter if they get me or accept me. I've got me, you know, mm. I have myself safe. I am now the adult for myself. And that's the huge, huge work that I did that's really helped me raise my self esteem literally from the gutter to, you know, up higher up in the sky. Oh my goodness. That sounds incredible. And when I personally hear people talk about their inner child, for me, I've heard it explained as you're at the age before you realize that the world is the way the world is. And so you're at that age growing up where it's still sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and fairies and Santa and things like that, that make being a kid so fun. And it's getting back to that place before, like you said, expectations and all these social constructs are put on us. And I, I love the way that you describe the meditation that you were talking about. I, 
can be so powerful. Now, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that your self-esteem at one time was down in the gutters. Are there signs for us listening that ours might be trending that way too? Like what is a way that we can clue in that our self-esteem is trending down? Yeah. Um, You want to pay attention to your self-talk. When you're making mistakes, when you're and tiny mistakes too, like just simple little things that happen as humans through life. If you're starting to say like, ah, idiot, if you call yourself an Mm. idiot in your head, if you, you know, you're so dumb, why did you do that? Instead of really holding graceful space for yourself and saying, ah, that was a mistake. Shoot. Okay. I'm not going to do that again. Let's figure out how I cannot do that again versus talking down to yourself. Mm. That's definitely a sign that your self-worth it needs reassessing because you yourself are talking so horrible to yourself and it starts within ourselves. Um, I think another sign is not being able to say no. You know, Mm. if you're constantly pleasing somebody, anybody, everybody, um, I know I did. That's why my book is called the healing guide for the people pleaser is you're always saying yes. And even though inside your brain, you're like, no, I don't have time for that. No, I'm doing something else right now out of your mouth will come yes. And you'll be like, oh, Mm. shoot, I just overcommitted. What am I going to do? You become resentful, regretful that you even have to do this, but it was really in your control to say no. So that's another Mm. good sign. Yes. that. So I don't like doing New Year's resolutions just because over the past years, I never complete them. So instead of a resolution, I choose a word to live by. And that is what Mm. my word was. It was boundaries. and the mantra behind boundaries was no is a complete sentence. And being the recovering people pleaser that I am would have to give these long excuses as to why it was valid for me to say no. And I realized that, hey, the people that love me and respect me in my time will understand that saying no is huge for me. And I've already overanalyzed it. And I mean it if I'm going to say it. (laughs) That's good. That's good. It's been a long time. And you know journey. what? You can, you can just say no because your gut said no too. You know, yeah. I always talk to people about tapping into intuition. That's why mm. my um, podcast is The Thriving Intuitive because everyone has your intuition. And when you tap into that and you listen to it, you're able to thrive, right? So you, your gut will drop and it's a no. That's okay. That's all the explanation you need. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Following my gut. My spidey (laughs) senses are tingling. (laughs) Yes. So we've given clues as to how to know that our self-esteem is low. What are some things in addition to meditation that you spoke about that we can utilize as tools to help build it up over time? Hmm. Yes. My favorite, it revolves around the moon cycles. So during the full moon is a really beautiful time that I was uh, able to journal. So you journal out your feelings. Like, what are you feeling right now? And typically there's something kind of, maybe you're feeling complete joy, but usually Mm -hmm. there's something where that's kind of nagging at you and you write out how, where it's occurring, how is it occurring? What's triggering? You write for like a whole seven minutes, as long as you can. You get it all out. And then you also write, when is the first time I felt this? 
So typically, again, it goes back to childhood. Okay. Mm-hmm. It felt like this when I was maybe 11 and this boy said this or this girl said this, right? And you, you journal it all out. I felt awful. All my friends were laughing at me. Whatever you, Whatever's coming up, you write it all out. And then you safely, safely, I say safely, burn this because you're transmuting Mm. it to the universe. And another really magical thing is to write it in the lead pencil. So you have the earth element with the paper and the lead, and then you have the fire element, and then you've got the air is transmuting it. Mm -hmm. And so you do it in like a stainless steel pot out in a clearing where nothing can catch. Um, do it like on your stove with the fan on those two really safe places I've done it but um, you let let the air take it and so you're surrendering Mm. it and every single time I did that whatever I was feeling and whatever that little bit of history it was gone I didn't remember it again it didn't come back up that trigger left everything it just left Mm -hmm. and so the last element is the water so now after that you shower or take a bath and you cleanse that energy fully away from your body and that's a really one of my favorite exercises to do. It's helped. Wow. That is so neat. And I love all of the visual elements because it's one thing, like you said, to write it down and put it away in your journal, but to physically remove and see it transformed in those different ways, I think could be so powerful. Mm-hmm. It that's really amazing. is. Yeah. Yeah. I've been practicing that since last year, every full moon. I maybe I've missed a couple here or there, but it's been <laughs> so powerful. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I think personally, words have so much weight in the way we choose to use them and even reflecting on words that maybe have been said to us and just showing that they don't have to hold power if we don't want them to is important. That's really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And words become things. And essentially, our reality is our thoughts, right? Your Mm. physical reality, each person's walking around in their thoughts, and that's their reality. Just like when everyone, you know, you have a group of people who experience one event, everyone has a different reality and retell story of that event. So Mm -hmm. when you're able to get those words that manifest and actually create your reality out, then you can transmute it and you can release it. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for, again, just breaking down that for us. Now, earlier you mentioned something about encouraging people to tap into their intuition or their gut. I know those are words that are kind of thrown around and I relate it to this like inner voice inside my head. But what Mm -hmm. is a way that we can hone in on that or maybe tap into our own intuition? Yeah. You know, I also um, love human design just as much as I love Mm. astrology. And I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if your listeners are into that or you, but even if you're not, there's just a few things to kind of take a look at. And it's called your inner authority, which essentially is how you tap into your intuition. There's There's like five to seven. I can't remember. I feel like there's seven, seven different, different authorities, but the majority of us have an emotional authority. So that means that you need to not say yes or no right away. And you need to wait a full emotional cycle to really feel it. You may feel super excited about doing it. Then you may feel neutral for like an hour or two or less. And then at the bottom of it, you feel scared. You feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I want to do this. This You know, all of the scary thoughts. And then you come back to your neutral zone and that's where you get to decide. Mm. reassess, re-ask yourself, is this a project that I really 
want to do moving forward? Or is this a decision that I want to say yes or no to? And that is where you get to say yes or no. And you'll you'll feel it. You'll feel like, yes, I totally am ready. This it feels aligned with me. I'm going to do this. Or you'll literally have zero passion for it. You'll be like, no, it's okay. I don't need it. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's where you get to say no. That's amazing and definitely beneficial giving yourself that time to fully process before making a decision, whether it's large or small. Now with human design, I actually have not had an episode where someone has talked about that before. Do you mind going into a little bit of further detail so that my listeners can maybe be educated more? Yeah, I'd love to help your listeners discover human design. So um, it is uh, a combination of ancient um, practices. So it's a combination of um, astrology, the I Ching, Kabbalah, and the chakra system. And then there's also an element called the neutral. Yes, sorry, I have to edit this part. (laughs) All good. I think... Yeah. Neutrinos. So essentially it's like the scientific part of it where it's like, we all have circuitry. We all have Mm -hmm. this like energy in us and that's called the neutrinos. So all of those, like when we're born, our DNA is imprinted with a certain energy. That's the whole neutrinos. So all of those are combined into this modern system. It was only downloaded by Ra Uruhu in 1984. And so he really said that this is for the children, which I think is our generation. Anyone born in the 80s beyond? This system is really for us to figure out how to move through the world, why we're here. You know, it shows you what your main soul's theme is. Is it personal? Is it interpersonal? Is it influential on others? Is it about laws? Is it about just self-development, passions, love? Mm. Like there's all these beautiful themes people have. And each person is unique. Each human design chart is as unique as your fingerprint. You know, they call it the blueprint. And it's like a roadmap to how you can move through the world. So you have something what's called a strategy. And that's determined by your type. So there's a manifester type, a manifesting generator type. Those two are the doers of the world. And that's the majority of the world uh, of people. Then there's the projectors who are the wise sages and teachers and counselors of the world, the um, manifestors who are like the CEOs, like I've got a vision, let's do it. And let's get everyone, (laughs) you know, orchestrated underneath me to do it. And then you have the reflectors, which are the moon beings. They are our, um, not quite, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm again blanking on a word. It's not the sage in the tribe. It's the one like way more spiritually connected. Like okay. they, they tell the tribe, is it safe to be here? Because they, they're they very much about environment. Mm. Their being reflects everything in their environment. So if they're comfortable, the tribe is comfortable. It's safe. Mm. If they're not comfortable, then something needs to shift in the collective. Yeah. And something needs to. So they're like the mirror of the collective. And a really good thermometer about what the state of health is, emotional health, physical health, all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. So you have all those types and then there's strategies of how to move through the world. You know, with those types, again, you have your inner authority, how to listen to your intuition. There's those different types. I said emotional is one. Mm -hmm. The second is pure. So if 
you have, um, there's all these shapes included, which are all the different kind of set centers. So if you have that certain emotional center, it's called a solar plexus white. That -hmm. means that you have a, and you have your sacral, which is a square right next to it defined in color. So if you're a manifesting generator or a generator, and you have your solar plexus open, you're a pure authority. So therefore, you listen to your gut and you allow yourself, don't think it's rude, to have a guttural noise come straight from your gut. You ask yourself a yes or no question if this is your authority, the pure authority, and it's a mm-hmm for yes and a mm-mm for no, and it's a hmm, let me think on it and kind mm. of process your emotions. So you've got that, and then you have the third other most common is just the splenic authority, which is you just know, you know, like Mm. that, you know, in an instant, you know, you need to do it. Yes or no. And you just know, cause you know, and your intuition tells you. Wow. Thank you so much for explaining and going into detail. It's definitely something that I've been interested in and reading and learning more about. And obviously most of the time, the things I'm interested in are typically what my listeners gravitate to as well too. So again, thank you so much. Yeah, all of that is so interesting and so neat and just a way for all of us to connect to our inner emotions and again how unique we are yeah. as a whole but also yeah. how we can find common ground with others as well too it's really really helpful to relate to others because if you can you know secretly like get their birthday and run their chart or ask them openly <laughs> or you can ask them openly because it's being more common like oh what type of human design are you it's just like the enneagram yeah. like, what number enneagram are you and you can know and you're like oh yeah okay like this person's a projector i feel it i get it and i'm really gonna listen to their advice because they're mm. here to be that guide So it's really, really cool. And in the last chapter of my book, I actually do a mini summary of like a breakdown of what the centers mean and all that. So that tiny crash course in human design in the last chapter of my book. I love that. Now, speaking of your book, would you like to go into a little bit more detail about your book and what listeners could expect reading from it? I know you said a lot of it is your journey with your relationship. Yes. Yeah. My relationship and a bit of my childhood to kind of prep and figure out, it was a very cathartic process of writing. It's like, how did I even get into this relationship? It's kind of mm. my main question when I came out. And so processing all that and writing the book, there's two chapters on my childhood before that. But at the end of every chapter is a lesson. It's something like a treasure I've lost. I also list a bit of how in what part of my human design was affected. So it kind of gives you an applied like learning of, okay, Mm -hmm. this happened in her life and this relates to this in her human design chart. And, you know, you can kind of learn about yourself that way too. And it has then an exercise. It has some type of resource, a healing guide is what I call it. So each chapter has something in the end that relates to the lesson and how you can therefore deepen your practice of healing in maybe that area, if you relate to that. Wow, that is so incredible. And sounds like you said, cathartic to write and so self-reflective and introspective to even write a book like that about your own life. To me, that that would be scary to me is to actually go (laughs) back and reflect. And it's one thing to think about it and understand a process, but then to put it out to the world like that, so vulnerably. That's incredible, Raven. Thank you. Yeah, it took a while. It took a while. It took took some guts. And then I realized I just, 
I have to. I can't not be silent, especially when it comes to the part, the portion about the emotional abuse and educating Mm -hmm. about narcissism, which is becoming a lot more, um, I don't want to say mainstream, but a lot of more people are like, oh, am I a narcissist? It's like, yeah, no. If you can find some empathy, we all have a bit of self-centeredness, but a a true narcissist is somebody who lacks the empathy for others, who just absolutely cannot apologize and see the other party's point of view. That's where you can say, okay, you need to go to a therapist and be diagnosed (laughs) to be a narcissist Mm -hmm. because you just aren't listening to me. (laughs) Yes. I feel like, like you said, narcissism and gaslighting have become a lot more openly and commonly talked about. And the other day I was having a conversation with my husband. He was like, well, you're gaslighting me. And I'm like, well, you're gaslighting me, telling me that I'm gaslighting you. <laughs> you know, and I think, well, it's great to learn about things, things like you said, we should go back and understand the real term. And if it is a concern that you're having, talk to yeah. our professional as well. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Because gaslighting can be misinterpreted, right? Like you were probably mm-hmm. just finding reasons why you maybe did this thing and yep. you're trying to like rationalize and find some type of like, <laughs> reason to explain yourself that's different gaslighting is saying you don't feel this this doesn't exist Mm -hmm. because this whole made-up mirror mirage so yeah there's definitely a difference between just normal (laughs) arguments with people (laughs) and justifying your self-centered behavior and not really accepting it yet (laughs) compared to gaslighting yeah Mm -hmm. well and like you're talking about with the human design i have really been into the Enneagram and learning Mm -hmm. what my Enneagram is healthy versus non-healthy and seeing those traits of when I'm operating at my highest self and things are going well, these are the traits I can look forward to stepping into. And then cues that, okay, maybe I'm not operating at my best self because, you know, there's always the opposite to those. Yeah. That's why I love the Enneagram. It kind of gives you like, okay, Red flag. You're not really, mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to work on your inner work self. Yes. You're yes. operating out of your ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, R- Raven, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing and educating us about all of these incredible things that you're so passionate about. And I believe other people should be passionate about too. I would love to give you an opportunity just to share where we can find you on the internet, where we can find your book and your podcast, just so we can keep following your own journey. Absolutely. I'm really spending a lot of time on Instagram only. I've just got to prioritize myself. One social Mm. media channel. (laughs) And so Instagram is my fave right now. I'm loving making all the reels. Um, You can find me at Thriving with Raven. And my podcast is called The Thriving Intuitive. Um, The link is in my bio at Thriving with Raven to go to my blog and the podcast. Um, That's pretty as as simple as you can get. The book is on Amazon. So if you could just type in Empath and the Narcissist and it should pull up. It's a beautiful red cover. Are we video? Is it video, this one? It's not, but I will link it in the episode notes. But that is very pretty. I can even give you, yeah. So I can give you like a picture, but... Yeah, it's a red cover, super easy to find. Um, And that's it. If anyone wants to um, have my free uh, guided meditation, the inner child meditation, 
um, you can just DM me on Instagram or, you know, reach out to Amanda and she can connect us and I can give you, it's free, no email required. I'm just wanting to (laughs) spread the love (laughs) of the inner child meditation. I love that. Thank you so much for, again, sharing your journey and your heart. My last question for you is if you could give someone that was in the position that you talked about earlier with your relationship, what is advice that you could give them to reach, you know, a step forward in the right direction? Yeah, I would say the biggest advice is to listen to yourself. That's why I I love the intuition is really listen to what your body is saying too. If your body is starting to malfunction, I know mine did. I thought I had celiac disease. If you're starting to just have so much stress and anxiety because you're not in the right place, just listen to that. And so now the next step is to develop a safe plan. You know Mm. you shouldn't be in this situation. Now, for some people, it might be a lot more dangerous than it was for me. I just left and thank God he didn't like, he stalked me, but he didn't like physically stalk me and chase Mm -hmm. me. Some people have children in this situation. So find maybe a safe house that you can go to and you don't want to tell them, you don't want to like plan and prepare and let them know because they will find ways to prevent it. Mm. So I just think that planning is the most important next step. After, you know, do your inner work at the same time that you're getting your safe plan together. You know, maybe you need to leave quietly in the middle of the night so there's no confrontation, um, things like that. Just really be safe. Um, if there's any like actual physical abuse, um, I say, or any extra violent emotional abuse or something like that, um, it's important to get some type of record going too for you. So, mm. I would say make a plan and don't be afraid to call the police if you need to in that situation, because once you have that recorded, it really does help you a lot further in your process of processing a divorce, custody, whatever you need to to deal with. So that's just my little tidbit there. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you so much. And like you said, important. I will link a lot of the resources that you talked about down in the episode notes as well, too. So if someone listening is going through a situation that we've talked about today, there are avenues available to you. And Raven is open to sharing her experiences. And of course, you can reach out to me as well, too. Open books over here. (laughs) Well, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you as well. Yay! Thank you for listening to yet another amazing conversation started here on Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. Each week, I am quite literally blown away by the voices and stories shared here. The goal is to amplify others' experiences in hopes that someone listening out there feels that much less alone. Thank you again to our incredible guests for getting so vulnerable with us about their own personal stories and for helping each of us remember to look at a situation with a new perspective. If you love this episode or any previous one, I hope you'll take a second to share it to a bestie or even tell us on social media. It really does make a difference in helping us get these conversations out there to the world. If you'd like to share your own story with our audience about how you've overcome something in your life or maybe want to start an important conversation that needs to be heard, please send us an email at hello at Stay colorful and we'll see you next week, besties.